sort of. We're online. We're recording something. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. And he's leading the way again. Yeah, that's the way it should be. No. <laughs> Tell us what we're talking about. Okay. So want to go into a little bit more detail with what we did last time, kind of this uh, Quality Matters philosophy. And this is really the way that... Uh, I try to approach uh, consultation, auditing, really anything with quality management. And the first thing that I always do in procedures is identify definitions. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections. Tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. By definitions. What are we talking about? Let's understand the terms. And from then, you can have good communication with folks. So I know that doesn't sound like the most exciting topic, but I think today's... I assure you it's not. Oh, hush. <laughs> hush. <laughs> I'm just laughing because just this morning he was trying to educate me on SharePoint and downloading documents and do I need to save this or not. And so he had to clearly define the difference between a document and a record, which I will probably forget by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, definitions are insanely important. This isn't like the grade school type stuff, but it really is words matter. And so we need to understand what they mean. And so as I was going through, let me get some things out of the way here so I can actually read. Okay, sorry about that. I actually told the video to stop recording. So now I'm going to start again. <laughs> That'll make for a fun little blooper. All right. Uh, so we're talking about quality management. And folks ask a lot, well, what is quality management? And we talk all the time how quality really is everywhere and you can use quality management in any process like right now we're looking at getting someone hired on for sales for public sector work you know we've been talking to you guys on this podcast for a year and a half now about education and healthcare and law enforcement and city Has planning it been a year and a half we've been doing this yeah oh wow this is episode 80 oh wow okay <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about this forever about how it matters in all these different places so we've actually decided to take the the leap and and jump into those markets super excited it is very very exciting um and we're actually still looking for someone so by the time this airs i promise you we will not have found that person <clears throat> but if you're interested in yes. a sales position you can email us and yes. we'll go from there yep Jobs at TexasQA.com. Okay, so back to the topic that we're actually talking about today is I want to talk about quality. Like, what the heck is quality? And so the first thing that I do is I actually just go straight to the uh, dictionary. Okay. Again, very thrilling stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but so there's a couple of areas that you can look at quality. Quality can be a characteristic of something or it can really define how it's measured. So take Webster's Dictionary. They say that it's, you know, something that's peculiar or um, an essential character of something. Hmm, that's so an interesting and yes, unexpected definition. It's a peculiar and essential character or the nature of something. So they have a certain quality about it. Okay, them. okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. Um, it's an inherent feature or property. It's some capacity or kind of role. Um the degree of excellence, oftentimes kind of called grade, or it's something that's 
superior in kind. So that's really good quality. It's a very loose definition. Um, so, that, you know, it gets us to kind of two things. It can describe a, a characteristic or can describe the nature of something. But that's really, either way, it's kind of getting at the, the real essence of something or someone or whatever it is. It, quality is a very fundamental term there. Okay. Um, then we take a look at ISO 9000. Not 9001, just for any quality geeks that are out there. ISO 9000 is uh, basically the def- all the definitions that are used throughout the ISO 9000 series standards, of which 9000 is one of them. Okay. So, in any case. So, ISO 9000 defines quality as an organization focused on quality promotes um, results that... Uh, I would offer to read it for you, but your chicken scratch, I can't read. I can't even read my handwriting. (laughs) This is making me mad. i got to edit some of this out. (sighs) Okay. So an organization focused on quality uh, promotes a culture that results in behavior, attitudes, activities, and processes that deliver fulfilling needs and expectations of customers and relevant interested parties. Now, that's a crap ton of buzzwords and... Uh, nonsense for most folks. But I like a lot of those words. Yes. The culture was the first thing that popped up Uh and we talk about so much. And then the fulfilling needs Mm -hmm. of customers and interested parties, which includes your employees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this idea of quality and a quality management system, quality in this case, when you talk about quality management system, could have two meanings. So when we say quality management systems, we could be defining the character of their management systems, that these are very quality management systems. As or very good, superior management exactly. systems. Or that this is a management system for your quality assurance program. Mm-hmm. So it can have a, a dual meaning. And you would like it to be a quality quality management system. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, they go on to say that the quality of an organization's products and services is determined by the abilities to satisfy customers and the intended and unintended impact of relevant uh, interested parties. Well, you're going to have to do that again. Yeah. So basically what they're saying here is that the quality of your organizations, products, and services, you know, these are determined by how well you can meet your customers' needs. Mm-hmm. But they throw in a little interesting caveat here that didn't exist in the earlier standards um, that really isn't focused on much and, and ought to be is the unintended impact on relevant interested parties. Yes. So when you make a decision, you, if it's going to be a quality, kind of Jeremy's character, a quality decision, you have to consider the unintended impacts. And I think we've talked about that a lot. I was about to say, I'm, <laughs> I'm staring at you because I'm trying to write my brain. I know we've talked about unintended consequences. And I feel like it was an article regarding Toyota. And they talked. It was one that I had to turn over to you before right. we talked about it because I didn't really even understand anything they were talking about. But I think here in America, the Ford dealership said, oh, we'll just right. do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to hammer it with a mallet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they still achieve the same output, but one of those unintended consequences was they put a lot more man hours into it, mm -hmm. put a lot more effort into it, and they had to have more checks and measures. It was when they 
broke down a Toyota truck in the Ford dealership mm-hmm. and put it back together. Oh, yeah. And, and so they said, well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and not worry about unintended consequences, yep. meaning like maybe the Toyota mm-hmm. would last longer and, mm-hmm. you know, unhappy customers, whatever well, you know, heck, might happen. My Sequoia's got 220,000 miles on it and it <laughs> runs fine. The wheel literally did fall off at one point in time, but that wasn't the engine. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. But it, it runs it great. It's something that apparently is supposed to be replaced yeah. at some point. And then... I failed to handle proper maintenance on it. So right. <laughs> the wheel literally fell off. The quality manager. <laughs> okay. Um, but the key that you get from this, and this is why looking at definitions and dissecting them really is important especially when you're talking about a lot of sales marketing things. We're getting outside of the typical uh, production type world, but you're talking about sales and marketing. My gosh, every single word you use is incredibly important. You need to know precisely what you're communicating. Same thing as when you're, you're training your team and you've got a PowerPoint slide up there and you're going through all of our objectives for this project. Every single word does matter. I don't mean that you need to become a wordsmith and take hours getting your words properly. But you need to know what you're communicating. And I, I have to say that uh, ISO, while I'm not always a fan of the way that they word things and, and whatnot and describe things, their definition on quality here is absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. And so what you get from this, we take a look at, you know, the Webster's definition and we take a look at the ISO definition and we kind of talk about just what we've talked about before. What you get is that culture equals quality. It's a one-to-one ratio. I agree. We, I mean, we've talked about it so many times mm-hmm. that in in the case studies that we've done that have seemed to have done well, they started with culture mm-hmm. by involving their mm-hmm. employees yep. and preparing properly yep. before any changes were made. Yep. Yep. You know, I was, uh, again, I was on site with the client recently and I'm trying to explain all this to them and the, the best way that I could describe it, which you know, was terrible is more of the touchy feely aspects, right? <laughs> because when you come in as a, uh, to do this type of consulting, folks expect you to immediately go looking at their work instructions and immediately looking at their specifications and the customer requirements, all critical, mm-hmm. but they don't mean jack squat. If the culture, the foundation of your organization is not set up to achieve those things. Well, I, I think most people in the fields that we deal with and in the industries that we work with, this is stereotypical, but I'm going to say anyway, don't want to deal with the touchy feely yeah. kind of thing. And I mean, I can think of a handful of people that we've talked to that have mentioned that in their company, They've had somebody come in and do these kind of, I mm-hmm. want to say it was called blue EQ or something, mm-hmm. like these emotional tests. Right. Um, to see, and one person mentioned, like, to see where their strengths were mm-hmm. and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's kind of shift people around yeah. to match what they're good at. Absolutely. You know, we're obviously big fans. Or that, how can we help them with what they're not good at? Yeah. Well, we're big fans of the, you know, Dave Ramsey and their program, and we did that years ago, and and we've even taught it for uh, young adults of the church and whatnot. But one of the thing that things that he does in his organization is every single person, you know, takes this what the disc five big five uh, uh, assessment. And it's the same idea is that he wants to go in and make sure that we understand where these people are, how they think, how they react, kind of, uh, you know, some people are high on negative emotions. Some people are high on, you know, openness. So we, we want to kind of know where they fall 
because that will affect as a leader how we work with them. That'll affect the tasks that they're given, and that'll affect the future coaching that we want to give these folks. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like a whole lot of work, but it really isn't. You just have a, have a little bit of understanding in the back of your mind of how people are different. And if you're going to build a quality management system, you have to start with the culture. And it's just fascinating that, you know, as, as you go through and read these things, well, I'm not the first person that thought of this. <laughs> I think it might be worth looking into some of these emotional quotient testing or mm-hmm. what I don't know yeah. what they're called to add it to our, you know, consultation. There's that's honestly not a, not a bad idea. Um, I, I don't know how well it will be received. No, we'd have to put some thought into it, plan. And I think it requires, um, I mean, it obviously requires a lot on all the employees. Mm-hmm. It requires buy-in, which is mm-hmm. what you're trying to get from the management yep. system anyway. Yep, absolutely. Well, you know, there's, um, the, what I find so often is you've got a lot of really great people working there but they each have their own ideas and own ways of operating, and you wind up with siloed systems. This department kind of runs this way. This department runs that way. And it's not uncommon that I come into an organization, and they describe it as though it's two completely different companies. I'm like, you'll all report to the same manager, right? Yeah. We have no idea. Well, you know, I I always go back to education because it's what I know. And I think back to when I was teaching and – you know, when you walked into the main building, the library was right in front of you. Right. And on the left <clears throat> were the lower grades, so right. pre-K through two. And on the right were the upper grades, three through five. And I taught both. Right. But when I was in the upper grades, the parents would get so upset with us when grades came out. Right. Because, you know, well, they did fine. Mm-hmm. In second grade and first grade, we never had a problem. Right. And it just became a joke that once you cross the hardwood, things change because the hardwood was the lead in and it was carpet on either side. But it was because in up to second grade, they didn't get numerical grades. So the parents didn't really understand the grading. And then third grade, you start getting those numerical grades. So we bore the brunt of that lack of communication or not understanding or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it but it was a joke you cross the hardwood it's a different world right so no it's the case and uh, look at all the the problems that you had i mean how much you know how much better could you have done at your job if you didn't have to worry about these details with these parents and that these kids were already somewhat prepared for what you were doing or maybe you had a better idea of what they were coming from just saying with a little bit of planning we're not even talking about Massive amounts of time, just a little bit of planning and adjustment could have saved a lot of headache for a lot of folks. And everyone could have done better at doing their job. The students could have learned better. The parents are less stressed out. A little bit of good goes a long freaking ways. I agree. And I'm so excited that we're trying to get into this public (laughs) sector because now I'm thinking as a parent, I've been, you know, I talk about education a lot, but I've been out of it for seven years now. Something, yeah. Um, And so... It's been a long time, and now we have a fourth grader in the same school district that I used to mm-hmm. teach at that does not receive numerical grades. So they've extended that on it. Ah, Even when our oldest son yeah. was in fourth grade, mm-hmm. he got numerical grades, but now he doesn't. Right. And they're extending that on up. And, of course, I've been in education, so I understand, like, right. okay, I know what he knows and what he needs help with, but... My experience as a teacher is that most parents don't understand no. those non-numerical things that they're sending home. Right. 
And I remember when they sent it home with ours for the first time. I mean, it was a whole packet. And I joked, like, you have to have a master's degree to read and understand this. And I have one, and I'm not going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, (laughs) you know, I know it's frustrating for parents because it's frustrating for me. Yeah. And I'm a parent. And you just want to know, Mm -hmm. how are they doing? What do they need help with? These are relevant, uh, interested parties, right? And these Mm -hmm. are the unintended consequences. Uh, You have to take these things into account. You know, it's simple. Like just this morning, we're building a new expense report form, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the very first thing I did? I've created the form. I know how it works. I know how it's supposed to work. First thing I did is turn over to Darcy to fill out as if she were one of, you know, our employees filling out this expense report. Does this make sense? Is this easy to use? I made her go find the form. Like, she's going to go do it as if she were the employee. Now, let's not act like that this went all smooth and well. Because prior to this, Kyle built a different expense form. Yes. That did not end well. Because I failed to plan properly. So. Yes. So. I failed to plan properly. She's going to learn lessons. There you Continual go. improvement, right? Okay, so I I mean, it goes. Sounds like it all goes back to culture. It does again. So that's the last thing that I want to look at here is again. So let's define culture. Okay. So we're going to take it one step further. So culture equals quality. What's culture? Okay. Well, that's going to be the behaviors. Mm -hmm. It's going to be attitudes, Mm -hmm. activities, and processes. Okay. So as we're going through. Uh, like any, any new client, we start with a gap assessment. So always recommendation start with gap assessment. So we're going to go through and identify your processes. What are your processes? What are your inputs? What are your outputs? And what are your controls? Like how do you do it, right? Do you have a work instruction, a procedure? What do you have? Well, this kind of touches on the rest of the pieces for quality because your activities, you know, are, are in there in the process controls. The behavior and attitude are what governs your ability to go from here's the goal that we wanted to achieve to here's how we measured it. And if you don't have all of these pieces in alignment, you're going to wind up with a very convoluted, complex, stressful, frustrating system. And that will be the topic for the next podcast. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. Hey guys, this is Darcy with Quality Matters. We really appreciate you listening. And if you enjoy it, we invite you to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Subscribe, comment, leave us a review. We're happy to hear from you.